All I want to do is a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Yeah, shake the buff. Hey, did y'all like that? That was a, that's got a new thing. I just did that really spontaneous. I hope you enjoyed that wherever you are. But it is Brian Buffington, and this is a brand new episode of Buff Nuggets. And I'm actually talking about zooming, uh, not going fast. That's what most people think of Zoom. We're talking about Zoom. Uh, video conferencing and talking about actually having a conference like a like you would usually do a face-to-face conference with hundreds of people I actually got to put on with a great group of people a zoom conference um, and it was for leadership here in northeast Georgia we had about 200 plus principals superintendents assistant principals curriculum directors all tune in and it was off the chain um, and so I'm gonna be sharing that and if you're just tuning in you may be going Brian we haven't heard from you in a month well the, the truth is, it, it really has been way too long. About a month ago, the Buffingtons, we kind of looked outside the door. We said, you know what? Maybe we should just like walk outside a little bit, kind of check out the sunshine. And we just kind of stepped out of the cave. And we still have Rona all around us. We're still making taking precautions. But you know what? We were able to kind of get out and do some camping, do some of those things, still away from people and safely uh, just enjoy nature and family. So um, I can't wait to give you all the de- details on Zoom conferencing and things I've learned, the good and the bad. Don't go anywhere. It's coming up right about now. Right about now. All right, so every year in Northeast Georgia, we have this lovely face-to-face conference in Brasstown Valley Resort. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. People play golf. We have great speakers. We have live music. They usually let me talk about educational technology things. It's just a great time. Well, due to COVID-19, we couldn't do that like we've always done it. And so we had to come up with uh, a different idea. And so we so you know what the show the show must go on. You know, especially right now, you know, education leaders needed to hear new information. They needed to hear fresh ideas on how to tackle these new issues um, that they were all dealing with, and also just kind of build some camaraderie and get to talk to one another. And so we did a Zoom conference. Um, and I'm the kind of person who's like, you know. I know things are possible. Like I know we could do a Zoom conference, um, but I didn't really know how we were going to do it. So you know, the first things first, like we got to put a date down and we got to let people know, put the date on your calendar and be there. And then we have that many weeks to actually make it happen. Some people work in reverse. They actually want to make sure they can make it happen and then put the date down. I'm the opposite, uh, but it did go well. We had a lot of wonderful feedback, um, a lot of principals, superintendents, assist, uh, assistant principals, uh, really just said, Brian said, you know, your organization did a lot for us. Um, we appreciated the um, information that we got out of your conference. So I'm going to just tell you some things I learned. Let's just, I got my notes here, my trusty little notes. We're going to kind of go informal here. Um, so number one is we pre-recorded some stuff. You know, when you think about a Zoom, you know, you're doing a Zoom video conference with people, you know, yes, you can play YouTube videos and there's a special little button when you play YouTube videos for your audience, you can, it says, you know, it says you can optimize the video for playback. So yes, that's all cool. That's great. But I want to do more than just, you know, play some just funny YouTube videos. I want to actually make content about the conference. I'm talking about countdowns. So if you're doing a digital conference, a virtual conference, a countdown is really helpful. Um, I'll tell you why. So when you're when you have people coming into your conference, hey guys, 30 minutes before the conference, make sure your technology works, make sure your computer works, your mic works, all that stuff. And if you give them a countdown, that actually gives them time to go in there and play 
and test their stuff out. And it's not just a blank screen that says Brian Buffington. Um, because how boring is that? It's super boring. And so we have that, we have music. So and we also pre-recorded some really cool, um, like super intense, or some, we work with 15 different school systems here in Northeast Georgia. And we, we did, it was awesome. It was awesome. We had some, a wonderful pe- group of people on this project. And we actually took pictures of their faces, these 15 school superintendents' faces, because they, we, we couldn't be there face-to-face. But we had these cardboard cutouts. We, you know, we did a big you know, poster project, uh, poster printer. We printed out their heads, you know, like, you know, two foot by foot. I mean, these are big, big, like big heads. Like that's actually a, a company that makes, you know, enlarged graphics. But we took their uh, big heads and we actually had actors, you know, I want to say actors and actresses. I mean, like people I work with and they, they covered their face with the superintendent's face. We did skits and it was based on things that those those people, those superintendents were, you know, like a, like they were into, such as a hobby. Like we did a scene with a green screen with a, like a motorcyclist. And this, you know, and our actor comes out there with the superintendent's face in front of his. And, you know, they, they're pretending like they're riding, you know, riding a motorcycle on this green screen. Hey, it was a lot of fun. It was like, you know what? I just want people to look back on this in the future. You know what? Pioneer Risa, Brian Buffington, that crew, that made it all possible. They did go the extra mile. And so pre and what, but what really happens when you pre-record content, it takes a lot of pressure off of you. Now we could have done this live. So let me just say, say it straight up. We could have done those scenes live, but listen, we only had a two person tech crew. It was me and this awesome guy named Cole. And it was just us, you know, hitting the buttons and to go really live like that it would require a little more magic. Um, so that's what, if you could pre-record content and play that in the session, then you are on the road to something amazing. Okay, uh, next. So I use the $15 Zoom account, um, which sounds like really like a really good deal for what I'm doing. Um, I think you get up to 50 people, 100 people, something like that. But if you want to go big time, like up to 500 people, you've got to purchase the large meeting add-on. I think it was like maybe 15, 20 bucks. I don't have it in front of me. Um, so up to 500 people can be in your session and it's a monthly thing. So it's not like each time you have a conference, it's like the whole month you can have a conference every day and you just pay that 15, 20 bucks. Um, so, but we had a tech issue <clears throat> and it was scary as all get out. So the first day it was a two day conference. So the first day of the conference, you know, people start logging in. People start coming in. It's awesome. We're all getting excited. You know, 50 people, 75 people, 100 people. And then all of a sudden, the numbers stopped at 100. And I was like, what is, what's going on? And let me tell you, the phones started ringing off the hook. They were like, we can't get in, Brian. This is a, you know, you have a conference, but we can't get in the conference. It says it's full. It's maxed out at 100. And let me tell you right now, we spent a lot of time on this conference there was a lot riding on this. We had speakers lined up and this is on me. It's super scary when you do things like this. And even though we tested, we tested this stuff out for two weeks, there was an issue. So even though I had purchased the 500 person large meeting add-on as an admin in Zoom, I still had to put a little check mark by the user name who gets to use that add-on. And currently, you know, when we were, were having that problem, Nobody was assigned the large meeting add-on. 
And so you got to do that. You got to check that. That's in your admin settings in Zoom if you're doing a, if you're using that large meeting add-on. You got to assign it to the person who's actually putting on the, who is, who is, uh, who is the host of that conference. All right, let's move on. So breakout rooms, you know, one of the things that, especially like people who provide professional development, they love breakout rooms. Now students going in breakout rooms, I'm sure they would love that too. You know, they, they get to get, you know, get away from the teacher. Who knows what they're talking about in those breakout rooms. I'm sure it's wonderful educational things, but with adults, some really true magical things happen. Um, and breakout rooms, it's really just, you hit a button. So you can actually hit a button and it says, Brian, how many rooms do you want to put these 200 people in? I said, I want to put people in 50 rooms, 50 rooms, four people each. And let me tell you, you hit a button, it assigns everybody a room, you hit open rooms and they just leave. And you're just stuck there in the main screen, just you hanging out with you know your tech crew. And you're just kind of like, man, maybe I should get, get, get a soda pop or something. You know, this is, this is a wonderful time. Um, and people just had wonderful, wonderful conversations in those breakout rooms. And that, of course, I have the superpower. I can go in all the breakout rooms and kind of check on people. Um, and and even though, yes, m- the majority of people are having a wonderful time, they're having a great conversation. I did get some feedback that some of the randomized rooms, it was not you know full of people who like to talk. And that is, you know, that's a legit issue. Even though it's a very small percentage, you may get four people in a room who are just like the quiet crew. Um, and that's just the way the world works. So, you know, maybe there's a way around that. Um, now, if you want to put the extra work in, you can't pre-assign breakout rooms, but there is a limit to, I think it's 200 people uh, for the pre-assigned breakout rooms. What they do is Zoom gives you like a little template. It's like a you know a spreadsheet. You can do it in Google, Do- uh, Google Sheets or you can do it in Excel. And um, it just, you put people in certain, you create the room, like you say, like in this situation, we did job alike groups. So I wanted elementary school principals all together. I wanted high school principals all together, middle school, you know, that kind of stuff, central office people all together. And we put them all in these rooms based on what they, the, the information they registered with. So when they registered, they said, Brian, this is my name, this is my email, and I'm a high school principal. So bam, I have that off the bat. I put it in a little spreadsheet, I upload it. Using the Zoom um, admin controls, or when you make your meeting, and I use a laptop for that. I didn't do that on my phone or anything. Um, when you're when you're in Zoom in a browser, when you make your meeting, there's a little spot there. It says, you know, uh, add breakout rooms. And if you don't see that option, you actually may, because I've done this in the past, you may actually have to add the ability to do breakout rooms, which is no cost. You can't use the free version. You have to have the at least the fifteen dollar version. Um, and it worked like a charm. But here's the deal. We had over 200 people. So remember the, the breakout, you know, the pre-assigned breakout rooms, only 200 people. And so what I had to do was when those people, I, I had to make a blanket statement. Say, hey guys, I got you in your rooms. If you're in the wrong room, come out back to the main session. Let me know. I'll put you in the right room. And if you're not in a room period, if you didn't go to the right room, just hang on and let me know which room you want to go to. And so I was kind of like this matchmaker there for about three minutes. We had about 20, 30 people who were in the wrong room. They changed their mind, whatever. And I'm just like, Hey, John, which room you want to go in? And you're like, Brian, I want to go in this room. Hey, Brandy, which room do you want to go in? Brian, I want to go in this room. And I just hit a couple buttons and I can manually move them in the right room. And it worked like a charm. So this is a little sweet tea break. Let me do a little drinky drink. Hold on. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Now in those uh, pre-assigned breakout rooms, we did actually plant some facilitators to kind of help with the conversation. Because yes, I do know that when we did those, those randomized ones, 
where it had like small groups of four people. We didn't, we don't have facilitators for those, but for these big groups, it was really nice to have someone um, to kind of make the conversation happen if it wasn't happening. And I gave those, those people co-hosting abilities, meaning they could share their screen, uh, mute people and those kind of things. Let's move on. Green screen. So a lot of people talk about green screens and they, they think about zoom. They just think about like those little beach, you know, background beach scenes and you put space behind you and, um, you know, whatever, maybe your logo, but that's exactly actually what we did for most of our shots where we had the talent, um, a speaker, we actually put a pioneer Risa, which is the organization that I work for that we put on this event. It looked like a pretty legit backdrop and our speaker was in front of it. Now you don't have to have a green screen to do a virtual background in zoom, but let me tell you, it makes a big difference. I don't. I, they're on Amazon. They might be. They may be fifty bucks, seventy-five bucks. I don't know. You could tape it to a wall, whatever you want. But it's a huge, a huge difference because um, you'll see what happens when you do when you just use the embedded virtual background and Zoom with no green screen. When you start getting two people in the shot, it doesn't. It, you know, it's like whoa, whoa, Brian. This is way too much. We're not really meant for that. We're really meant for just you know. <laughs> a video conference, like talking with some people, like five, 10 people. We're not really, when they built that feature, they were not really thinking about someone putting on a video production. That's what we did with this. That's exactly what this is. This was a Zoom conference video production. And we did have some equipment. We had some lighting. We had some green screens. We had a really cool video switcher, um, which I'll have to talk about really in its entirety on another episode because the video switcher uh, really added a lot. And, um, and I can't wait. I can't wait. So it's, I'll just wait. You're going to hear about that later. Don't. Yeah. So next episode, we'll just talk about that. So yeah, the green screen, it's magical. We could, you know, um, especially for those, I told you at the very beginning of this, this, uh, this podcast or this episode, we did those, you know, those superintendent scenes where we had those cut out big heads. Um, we were able to change those backgrounds just with a couple of clicks, just find a, you know, an image, a fair use image online, put it in the background. And we, we just kind of pre-recorded these scenes and it just worked out awesome. Really just engaged our audience. So let's keep talking. So here's something I learned here and I'll probably do a blog about this because this is a whole, a whole thing right here. So, you know, I've, I've had many teachers talk to me about when they do when they do conferences or when they do when they do Zoom or Google Meet with kids. A lot of the times, the kids won't show their faces, and I'm thinking, well, maybe they just don't want to be seen, you know, whatever. I don't, or, or you know, but all, maybe also they they want to go like play ball, and or, or they don't want to let you know that they're uh, playing video games during the Zoom. So there's many reasons. Um, so. In my mind, for this this one that we were doing with adults, I was like, you know what? We have these guest speakers, these featured speakers who were talking to 200 people. I was like, I want faces muted, so no, no attention is, be, is is given to like you know like pets and you know people you know running around in their background, kids and things like that. I wanted really just people to concentrate on the featured speakers, but. When I look back on it and I did get some feedback, I just don't think it was worth it because I think seeing those faces has a lot of value and not just for like attendance reasons. Like I want to make sure everybody's at their chair. It just brings about community, especially in a time where we need it. Um, and not to say that there was no community 
during the conference, especially that first day, now that we had some other opportunities for them to show their faces too. But I just think when you see people's emotions, you see their smiles. And, and by the way, uh, video conferencing, not everybody smiles all the time. Y'all, you understand what I'm saying? Like it's a scary crowd. So maybe that's the reason you want to mute people's faces, but I still don't think it's worth it. I think we need to see people's faces. Um, unless you just really can justify that, that the reason for you want to mute people so we can't see them. Um, so I think community is more important. So let's move on. So I want to talk about interactivity. So I was able to work with uh, Mr. Marky Mark Wilson. He is a, uh, a a consultant, educational consultant. If you look, he works a lot with leaders, school leaders, principals, superintendents, those wonderful people like that. And I got to do a session with him and we were talking about some of these positive things that we have learned during the COVID-19 emergency school crisis. Um, and while we were talking about, about that, I purposefully with him developed four different interactive interactive activities for the participants to be part of, which is pretty strong. I mean, that's a lot of interactivity in a 45 minute session. So what we would do is we would have one point we would we mentioned like one big idea. We put people in the rooms, randomized rooms. They would talk about that idea, come back, and then we'd do something interactive. So the first one, we did like a poll, like a, a poll where they, they gave answers to that poll and it went to a word cloud. And they got to see that on a shared screen that Mark Wilson was showing. Um, and it was it was just kind of live. You could see as people were adding to the poll, you would see all the, the work, the word cloud growing. And it's, of course, if one word or one phrase is being used more than once, those words got larger in that word cloud. We also played a game. So you can think about charades. You could think about whatever you want. So we did play a game. We did one where we actually had everybody have a sheet of paper ahead of time. And we had them draw their school mascot during the COVID-19 crisis. So, so they were drawing like their mascot with a mask on. Um, and the, the great thing about that is we have 200 people who are not self-proclaimed Picassos. All right. And they, and what they did is they, they, they did their little drawing. They put it up to the camera. What that is, you know what, you know what exactly that is. I'm, and I could do a whole nother and I am, I'm gonna do a whole nother section on that. And that's just vulnerability. And people are saying, you know what? I don't care if I'm a great artist. This is something goofy. I did. This is my mascot and he's wearing a mask. And it looks like, you know, who knows what it looks like. It looks nothing like an animal or the mascot. But it just makes people giggle. They're laughing. You can see the smiles. And yes, we did see the faces for this interactive part. Last interactive interactive activity we did was a song. Now, this is true buff magic. If, you're, if you ever come to my sessions, you know I want to include music. I usually just sing one of my songs. I have someone come up stage with me and they play harmonica or they sing. We do a round. We do Gulf of Mexico. Whoa. We do Parents Don't Understand Minecraft, Eighth Grade Mustache. We do one of those songs. But this time, we, we rewrote the words to Johnny Cash's um, Folsom Prison. And, what, and we were talking about, you know, some of the, and, and we kind of gave them a, a prop. Uh, or a prompt for the very beginning of the song. So it was like, I hear the quarantine's over. No, I hope it's true. You know, and it was kind of like that first couple lines and that we wanted them to finish it. So who could finish it in the chat, in the chat box, we'd pick the best one and send out a prize pack. Well, what happened is I totally forgot that we actually had an Elvis impersonator in live with us in the conference. He, he's a principal at one of the counties, one of the school systems I work with. Let me tell you, right when I did that, I said, I think the quarantine's over. Oh, I hope it's true. And he came out with like this most awesome Elvis lick and line about, you know, 
you know, staying, you know, staying the course and being ready for whatever comes for next school year. And it was like really positive. And it, he just sounded wonderful. And he did it kind of like, he kind of zoom bombed me because I wasn't really expecting people to sing it back to me just yet. I was really expecting people just to write it in the comments. But after he did it, everybody was like, no, I can't even do it. This guy's too good. It was, <laughs> it was so funny. So it's those unexpected little things mean a lot when it comes to these digital conferencing conferences uh, because they can be a drag and they can be super boring. So I appreciated the outburst by my Elvis friend. And so when we did get all the lyrics together, I did have everybody sing. Um, I did like half, uh, I think everybody with the last name A to A to M. They did like, they did like a little train thing. And then did the other group do choo-choo. And then I did a, I think the quarantine's over, you know, I hope that it's true. And then we did the Elvis's line. Man, it was so much fun. Lastly, I think spontaneous is special. So we did have a script. We had pre-recorded stuff. We had lots of live stuff. I think it was a good mix. But in the middle of our conference, we had these random little ideas. And those little random ideas just brought so much to the table it brought so much to the just to the conference as 200 people are watching they could tell when someone was acting off the cuff and that's exactly what you want when you go to a concert and that's what I want when I go to a conference I want someone to build I want someone who can read the room who could point somebody out make a joke of course school appropriate yeah duh um, and those things make it special. And we ended with, my, my boss didn't know, he was doing the closing remarks. We ended with a unplanned confetti explosion. We bought these little things from Walmart. You twist them at the end. And there was like confetti all over. It was like, I don't know, a 50, a 50 gallon trash bag of confetti all over the floor um, when this thing was over. And it... <laughs> And we didn't plan on that. It was really a surprise for him. We got those. We just kind of busted up on the screen. You know, we had the green screen behind us and had our, our uh, Pinerisa logo, uh, our branding right there behind us. And you just should have seen a smile. You should have seen everybody else's smile. We recorded it. We put it on YouTube. And it was, it was a wonderful digital Zoom conference. So that is a buff nugget. It probably should have been a part one and a part two. But... I mean, I guess I could write the rules. This is this is my podcast, so just do half right now, do half later. Um, and I, you know, what I want if you're the fir- if you're the first person to listen to this whole thing, and you contact me through all whatever you want to, the first person to contact me, and you're in the states and you have access to a Chick Fil A, I am going to send you a ten dollar Chick Fil A gift card, and that's. That's about as good as gold where I'm from. So, hey, guys, I do appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in to Buff Nuggets. Hey, I'm out. Catch you soon. I know, I know uh, this is supposed to be called Buff Nuggets, and I just dropped a 20-minute podcast. We should just call this, like, four-pound rotisserie chicken because that's a lot. But I really feel like there was some really good juicy, you see the chicken rotisserie, you know what I'm saying here? Some really juicy things in there that I think people who are putting on virtual conferences can get a lot out of, especially when we're talking about 
Zoom. So I really appreciate appreciate you guys tuning in. Don't forget, if you did tune in, first person to get back with me in whatever social media platform you like and that I'm using, I'm going to send out a $10 Chick-fil-A gift card. Um, my next couple podcasts, I do, I do know I want to talk about the ATEM video switcher, the ATEM Mini. It's a $300 video switcher. You hook it up to your laptop and it treats it like a webcam. You can hook up multiple cameras and it's just easy. You just hit these big buttons. It says one, two, three, four, and you can switch your cameras around. And anybody can really use it. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go ahead and say this. I think every school should have a studio, especially with where we've been with COVID-19 right now. Every school needs a studio for teachers to make content. Students too. Students too. And this little video switcher here is doable. It's doable. It's 300 bucks. I'm going to talk all about it on the next one. I'm also going to be talking about that one really popular question. When should my child get a cell phone? Actually, we just call them phones now, I guess. When should my child get a phone? Oh, this that's a good one. That's a good one. I can't wait to share some of my ideas. Um, hey, I'll see you guys soon. Thank you.